Welcome to this week's episode of the Jewish Diaspora Report. On this week's episode, we look into the increasing IDF military action within the West Bank. Why is it happening? And if it's working, let's get started. Many of you listeners may have been hearing in the headlines over the last few weeks about the Israeli Defense Forces entering the West Bank region in order to capture and arrest Palestinians. This mission, known as Operation Breakwater, is in response to a surge in terrorism by Palestinian and Arab-Israeli perpetrators beginning in March, which has left more than 80 people injured or killed in various shootings, stabbings, rammings, and firebomb attacks, according to IDF officials. Most recently, on September 8th, a man was stopped and questioned in Jaffa by the Israeli police. It turned out that he was carrying a submachine gun and two pipe bombs filled with nails. The 19-year-old Palestinian was from the West Bank town of Nablus. He did not have the proper paperwork to allow him to even be in Israel. In his initial questioning by officers, the suspect admitted that he was on his way to carry out an attack in Tel Aviv and said that he was looking for a crowded place. Thanks to the incredible work by the Israeli police forces and maybe even an act of God, we did not see the mass casualties of another attack on the busy streets of a major Israeli city. This is a growing issue and a concern for the Israeli police, who have foiled many of these plots against Israeli citizens and foreign tourists. In my previous podcast, The Israeli Apartheid Fraud, we discussed some of the history of the current situation in the West Bank or Judea and Samaria. Currently, there are a number of zones in that region. These zone numbers that I'll be using will just be for reference. These are not official titles. Zone 1 is Jerusalem, where there's a large number of Arab residents who have accepted Israeli citizenship. These Israeli Arabs have full rights within the Israeli state and can move freely. In Zone 2, which is Gaza, Gaza is under the full control of the Palestinian terrorist organization Hamas. Israelis are not in this region. They were actually forcibly removed by the Israeli government a number of years ago. The movement is very restricted for Palestinians to enter the Israeli country. And Zone 3, in the West Bank or Judea and Samaria. This area is a bit more complex. This area is mostly controlled by the Palestinian Authority government. Following a number of attempts at peace between the Israelis and the Palestinians in the early 2000s, the two sides agreed to split this area, which contains both Israeli and Palestinians. According to the Oslo Accord, we have three sections, Section A, B, and C. Section A is fully under the control of the Palestinian Authority. They maintain civil and military control. This means that the mostly, if not entirely, Palestinian inhabitants are fully under the control of the Palestinian laws, police, and security officials. Section B is a mixed population of Israelis and Palestinians under the civil control of the Palestinian Authority. This means civil laws are upheld by the local Palestinian police. The overall security of the area is handled by both the Israelis and Palestinian security officials. Lastly, there's Section C, a mostly Israeli area, which is controlled by the Israeli government and Israeli security forces. I know that I have spoken about this situation before in my previous podcast, but I want to ensure that those who may not have heard that one or had forgotten some of this information, because we will need it when we discuss Operation Breakwater. In the case of the attempted attack in Jaffa a number of days ago, the attacker was a young man from Nablus. Many of you may have heard the city of Nablus before, and hearing it more and more in the news. Nablus and the city of Janine are both cities within Section A of the West Bank. This means that they fall under the authority of the Palestinians. However, both of these cities have become hotbeds for terrorist activities. Oftentimes when you are recently hearing about attackers in Israel, it is people from these two cities. 
You may be asking why these two cities in particular. If you've heard our previous podcast called Operation Breaking Dawn, you may remember that we discussed that there is a current struggle between the Palestinian government and terrorist organizations in these areas. Both are vying for control over the hearts, minds, and actions of the people in the region. For more information on this, please listen to our previous episode. In summary, since the Palestinian civil war in Gaza, there's been an ongoing struggle between the Palestinian Authority, a group who wants to be the official governing body of the Palestinian people and the future state, competing with Hamas, the group who took over in Gaza and who also claimed to have the authority over the Palestinian people. Even though both of these groups engage in acts of terror against Israeli citizens and soldiers to varying degrees, the Palestinian Authority attempts to present themselves as the less dangerous group and the group who's most willing to make peace with Israel. This is the opposite to Hamas, who openly attacks Israel's rockets and has no intention of making peace or even sharing the region with the Jews. There used to be much more of a defined split following the civil war. Those who were in the West Bank area were seen as the more moderate Palestinians who lived under the Palestinian Authority, and the more extreme Palestinians, or those who were unable to flee following the civil war, were in the Gaza region. In the recent years, there's been an increasing amount of people in the West Bank who have been espousing the ideas and actions of the more extreme groups in Gaza. Hamas and Islamic Jihad, another terrorist organization, according to many countries, have been gaining followers amongst the West Bank residents of Janine and Nablus. This could be for many reasons. Personally, I believe that the major reason for the rise in extremism in the West Bank is due to the lack of progress being made for civilians under Palestinian control. The Palestinian Authority has been in control of the West Bank for many years and have continuously canceled the scheduled elections out of fear of losing power to their opponents. We've also seen very few attempts by the Palestinian leadership to move forward on peace initiatives with Israel. The money and support that these groups get from Israel and the international community is not making the lives of Palestinians of the West Bank any better. According to a financial advisor to the Palestinian Authority leadership, Mahmoud Abbas, the leader of the Palestinian Authority's personal net worth, is somewhere around $100 million U.S., much of which is embezzled from donations that came in from the U.S., the EU, and Arab donors. It is not a shock that those Palestinians who are living in the West Bank are being tempted by the extreme leadership of the Palestinian Authority's opposition. I'm sure the Palestinian Authority is being called out for their corruption and lack of improvement to Palestinian life, and the extremists are promising a better future. Another quieter civil war is happening between the two perceived leaders of the Palestinian people. Hamas and Islamic Jihad are growing their numbers of supporters in the West Bank. This is not only a concern for the Palestinian Authority and their control over the Palestinian people, but also a concern for Israel. Hamas and Islamic Jihad are essentially held in a small region towards the south of Israel. Sneaking in and out of Gaza to harm Israelis has become increasingly difficult. Israel has become very good at detecting terror tunnels that are being built by Hamas and destroying rockets before they're ever able to harm Israeli civilians. The West Bank, however, has much more access to Israel. Thousands of Palestinians have permits to enter Israel every day in order to go to work. This is a prime target for the extremist groups because being able to radicalize a person with easy and legal access to Israel leads to these random stabbings and shootings in major Israeli cities. Not only can they destabilize the Palestinian Authority's control over the region, but they can also attack Israeli civilians. The Israelis' Operation Breakwater is an attempt by the Israeli counterterrorism units to put a stop to these terrorist attacks before they begin. The area where these terrorist groups are making inroads is in Area A of the West Bank, which means that they are supposed to be under the control of the Palestinian Authority. The Palestinian leadership and security forces are supposed to control the civil laws and security for this area. 
The Palestinian Authority has clearly failed when more than 80 Israelis have been injured or killed in these attacks by residents of this area. According to a lieutenant colonel in the IDF, the increase in terrorism against Israelis stems, in part, from the failure of the Palestinian Authority's security forces. This is leading to a lack of governance in certain areas of the West Bank, which constitutes fertile ground for the growth of terrorism. It is becoming more clear that the Palestinian Authority is unable or unwilling to deal with the extremists in their own territory. This is why Israel has decided to step in to do what the Palestinian Authority should be doing. Since the beginning of the operation, the Israeli military has arrested over 1,500 terror operatives and thwarted hundreds of attacks in the months since undertaking the major operation to stem the uptick in Palestinian violence. Recent videos posted to Telegram showed Palestinian gunmen practicing with their weapons on the outskirts of the West Bank city of Jenin. The men carried flags of the Hamas terrorist group, although the Gaza Strip-based group had no public comment to make about the footage. In the end, it is clear that the dynamics of the Palestinian situation is changing. What used to be a clearer split between the West Bank and Gaza has become a little bit blurred. The Palestinian Authority, due to a lack of political power, security abilities, or inabilities to improve the lives of their own people, are losing control over their own people in these areas. A growing group of extremists following Hamas and Islamic Jihad are using the openness to Israel to attack the Jewish state. I worry about the poor Palestinian people caught up in yet another civil war between various corrupt and extreme leaders that they are being forced to accept. I also worry about the Palestinian people who are in the areas controlled by terrorist groups that may get caught up in the counter-terrorism missions of the Israeli security forces. But most of all, I worry about the future of the region and to the conflict itself. How can the Palestinian Authority be a trusted partner in peace and security while they're unable to control their own areas? If the Hamas terrorist group is able to take bigger control over the West Bank, will it turn into another Gaza, locked away from the rest of the world? Will this doom any future chances at giving over more control to the West Bank, to the Palestinian Authority? I also worry about the safety of Israeli soldiers who are being forced to go into these extremely hostile areas, ones where Palestinian Authority security forces will not go, and put their own lives at risk to do what the Palestinians should be doing. Lastly, I know that these missions into what is supposed to be Palestinian areas will be treated badly in the media, as it always is. The media will cherry-pick these issues to look at the Palestinians who are being killed in shootouts with Israeli forces. The Israelis will be seen as an overly aggressive group going into the Palestinian-controlled areas, while ignoring the failures of the Palestinian government, who are not doing anything to solve the problem. We need the Palestinian people, their supporters, the media and the international bodies to call out the Palestinian leadership on all sides to ensure that the Palestinian people have a democratically elected government with an aim to improve the lives of Palestinian people. No more corruption, no more extremism, no more civil war. The Palestinian people deserve a better life, and it is about time we start holding their supposed leaders to account for their lack of action. This has been another episode of the Jewish Diaspora Report. Don't forget to check us out on social media at jdr.podcast and check out some of our other episodes on your favorite podcast source. We'll see you next time.